Hi, I'm Hillary from Frame of Mind Coaching, and I am here with Kim Addis, president and founder of Frame of Mind Coaching. Hi, Kim. Good morning. <laughs> We've had a little bit of an event this morning. <laughs> I'm glad we're back up and running. Yes. So today we are going to explore the notion of soft skills and why they're crucial for every leader to have. So first off, we want to understand what, what are soft skills, number one. And number two, um, what are the most critical soft skills that one should be looking for in a potential new leader or an existing leader? So let's start off by letting everybody know that this is the first time I heard this question. I don't get to hear the questions in advance, so I'm hearing them at the same time as you. So what are soft skills? Soft skills are those intangible skills, those those skills that leaders have that don't come from school necessarily, that don't come from reading books, that don't come from their academic backgrounds or their studies. Uh, they are, I guess, a set of behaviors, you could say, that leaders exhibit that encourage their team to uh, follow a vision, to work towards a goal, where um, in those soft skills, the leader has a certain degree of influence, are able to motivate inspire, um, and, and really help people come together for a common purpose. So, you know, that's a very almost abstract way of describing yeah. soft skills. More tangibly, I've always thought that great leaders are great coaches. So what does that actually mean? You know, not that long ago, it's been, uh, you know, I do a lot of presentations for leaders and all kinds of organizations, entrepreneurs and otherwise, and we actually... Uh, surveyed close to 700 leaders. And we asked them some interesting questions, but two of them really stand out. The first question is, how do you evaluate your own coaching skills on a scale of one to 10? Mm -hmm. The second question was, how satisfied are you with the performance of your team? And the finding that we discovered was that almost across the board, that those leaders who evaluated themselves highly in the area of coaching skills were dramatically more satisfied with the performance of their teams than those leaders who did not evaluate themselves highly in the area of coaching skills. They tended to be a lot less satisfied with the performance of their teams. Hmm. Now, somebody asked me, like, so how do you define coaching skills? And that's a pretty broad question. And lots of different coaching companies or organizations would categorize them differently. But yeah. When we look at coaching skills, it's the ability to understand how a person is wired and why they're doing what they're doing and help them to move in ways and behave in ways and think in ways that allow them to reach their goals with ease. Okay. Ideally, if you're a leader of a company, it's not only the ability to help them reach their own personal goals, which is super important, but the ability to reach the goals of the company as well. Okay. So coaching skills are a critical soft skill. So here's what's also interesting is that what is the critical component in leadership and coaching skills? I, I'm going to guess. Communication. Yes. Communication. Well, what is communication? Communication follows thought. So whatever comes out of my mouth, right, is... You had a thought before that. Exactly. Sure. I think first, then I speak, then I communicate. Right. So yes, communication is important, but it's secondary. 
a lot of people think they have communication problems or challenges. And I always say, well, hold on a minute. You're speaking very clearly. I understand you. It's not a communication problem. It's a thinking problem. So the way you're thinking about this is causing you to communicate in ways that lead you away from your goal. So it's usually not a communication problem. What's the critical element, critical soft skill in amazing leadership and amazing coaching? It's self-management. Ah. Right? I was going to say listening. <laughs> well, listening is important too, but that's yeah. part of self-management. So sure. what is self-management? It's seeing and hearing things that may initially anger you, rub you the wrong way, perplex you, stump you, frustrate you, and understanding that your reaction, that, that emotional reaction comes from your thinking first. Mm-hmm. And that the first course of action in managing or leading or guiding or coaching anybody is to take care of your your own emotional state. So the best leaders have a high degree of self-management. They're able to manage themselves effectively. They're also able to bounce back from adversity with great speed and agility. And we describe that as having a high degree of emotional resilience. So when bad things happen, Again, we can talk about bad versus good, but when things happen that are difficult or challenging or uh, considered to be a negative, really amazing leaders take a moment to recalibrate and bounce back from that adversity fairly quickly. So that's another soft skill that's super important. So now, you know, what we're describing is self-management, being able to think clearly understand where you're going and where you're heading and not let a blow really keep you down for very long. We all experience difficulties. We all have blows in our leadership careers. The question is, what does that blow do to you? Does it keep you down? Does it pin you down? Or does, does, is it a temporary experience? So it's really, they don't allow these negative circumstances to really kind of affect them internally and then again, um, change their behavior? Well, so they might change their behavior because their behavior before didn't lead them to the outcomes they're looking for, right? But so what we're really after is when something happens, how do we process that event? So if something happens, let's say with the competition or if something happens with our clients, how do we process that event? So thing number one is really incredible leaders, when we're going back to the question of soft skills, they employ personal management. They manage their own emotional state Mm -hmm. so that they're not flying off the handle. So they don't look at this as the worst, horrible, most disastrous experience so that they manage themselves first. And then they say, where do we go next? How do we solve this problem? Is there, do you have any examples you can give us to demonstrate a bounce back, the emotional resilience of self-management? Well, again, you know, you could be a leader and you could lose your number one client that could, you know, poke a big sure. hole in your revenues for the year. The question is, is that a terrible thing or what do we do with it? Right. So if we imagine it, if we interpret that, that as the worst, most horrible, awful experience that our company is now, you know, at risk and on and on, well, we've just gone down a very large rabbit hole. It's hard to climb out of. But mm-hmm. if we say, okay, so this thing happened. Mm-hmm. It looks like it's a bad thing, but what opportunity does it afford us? What space does it create for us? Right. What kinds of clients do we want? You know, w- you know, what does this actually deliver to us that could be a good thing? 
When we start to think in those terms, then we take this negative circumstance and we say, okay, let's turn it into something great. So it's like looking really through a different lens with a different perception. Yes. But what's required in order to look through that different lens is, is um, a strength. You could say the muscle of self-management, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? Thinking, thinking differently. Sure. So, so when something happens, it's not about interpreting it as bad or good. It's just the thing that happens. What do we do with it is what matters. Right. How do we turn it into an advantage is what matters. And so when we go back to the question of soft skills, yes, it's the ability to lead others. It's the ability to motivate others. It's the ability to inspire others. It's a, the ability to bring people and their actions towards a common goal. All those things are important. But in order for those things to happen, in order for those things to take place, really strong leaders need to be able to manage themselves when things get off track, when things right. don't go according to plan, which is all the time. Right. You know, and if we take that concept and we apply it to parenting, for example, the same rules apply. Right. So management. <laughs> really great parents manage themselves effectively when their kids are doing their crazy things, whatever those crazy things are. Right. So self-management is the is is a really fundamental foundational soft skill that allows for all else to take place. Okay, awesome. So that makes a lot of sense. So that would be the the most crucial element. What would be other some other soft skills that you think leaders should really uh, have in their arsenal? Well, again, I think that's like the first and most important one. Let's start with us. So when we think about leadership, it's not actually about our people. It's about us first. When Mm -hmm. we think about parenting, we think, you know, well, parenting is about the child. No, it's not. It's about the parent first. So if we start with that and then we say, okay, so what happens next? Once we have the ability to manage ourselves effectively, you know, what soft skills come into play? Well, compassion is important. Um, understanding is important. Yes, being able to listen is important. Being able to really uh, hear where the other person is coming from, but not necessarily falling into the trap of getting caught up in their story. Mm-hmm. Being able to have a strong vision. Being able to bring somewhere, someone in front of me to a new place, a new vision, a new, a new opportunity, a new hope is very important as a leader. And so, you know, things happen in business and the idea is to keep focused on the goal. A lot of times mm-hmm. leaders get distracted. So the soft skill of focus is super important, you know, and, and eliminating distraction. Right, right. So would you say guiding and influencing really play a part? Well, guiding and influencing. So the word influencing sounds a little manipulative, right? But yeah, so, so I'm not a big fan of manipulation in any shape or form, not even when it's positive manipulation, not even when your intentions are good, not a fan of manipulation, but let's categorize influence in a different way. Okay. Right. So sometimes people forget what their own goals are and people lose track of how to achieve their goals. But if I can help you, for example, by reminding you of your goals and showing you how to achieve your goals, that is not manipulation, that is influence. And that's what I want to do. My greatest ability to influence my people, anybody, my children, my staff, whoever, people around me, 
the greatest way that I can influence them is number one, by taking care of my own well-being. And number two is by keeping track, by having a very strong vision of that other person's success, capabilities, and strengths. But if Mm -hmm. I get distracted by their weaknesses, by their moments of, of frustration and sorrow, by their by their failures even sometimes, then I become a very weak leader. So okay. strong leaders have to see past what's right in front of them. Yeah. So as you mentioned, uh, you know, this stuff is not taught in school, but it's really, really critical for just, you know, everyday life, whether you're a kid or you're working, whatever the case is, it's, these are critical skills. So how would you... Um, suggest people, you know, start to kind of uh, focus on their soft skills and how do they really identify where they need to kind of work, what they need to work on? Yeah, great question. So, so for me, one of the greatest indicators is how are you feeling? Like what causes you to feel good? What causes you to feel bad? Okay. Right. So, so when you start to pay attention to your emotional state, when you pay attention to your mood, when you pay attention to your emotional reaction to the events that are happening around you, to the things your friends say, to the things your, your colleagues say, when you start to pay attention to the things that cause you to feel any type of frustration, anger, disappointment, uh, disconnection, that's an indicator that that's where the work needs to be done. And that really stems from their thinking. So they'll hear something and uh, they feel the emotion before they realize they had the thought first. Is that right? Sure. So we have an emotion and we think, well, that's just an emotion. But all emotions come from a basic set of beliefs or basic set of thoughts. So the thoughts you have over and over again form your beliefs. And those beliefs lead to the expectations you have. And when you have certain expectations and then you have interactions with someone that don't line up with the expectations, you feel disappointed, angry, frustrated, whatever. But where do we have to start? We have to start with our thinking, not with the person's behavior. Very often what we want to do is change somebody else's behavior. Yeah. And what I encourage leaders to do is say, no, 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 no. We don't have control over other people. We don't have control over the way they behave or even the way they think. We have yeah. control over the way we behave and the way we think. And it's our behavior, our thinking, our beliefs that is causing us to feel angry, frustrated, mad, bad, sad, whatever those words are. Mm-hmm. And so starting point is pay attention to how you feel. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, in the, in the coaching world, in the frame of mind coaching world, we say monitor your mood, pay attention to how you feel and start to understand what triggers what? What's causing you to feel good, bad, sad, or otherwise? And mm-hmm. start to understand that your actual feelings come from your thinking, not from the events or the circumstances that are taking place. So that's a really good starting point for anyone who is uh, wanting to increase the strength of their, their, their soft skills. Very yeah. important beginning step. So at the end of the day, if you're feeling at a source, you're feeling mad, sad, frustrated, kind of stop yourself and ask yourself, what am I thinking right now? What thoughts do I have or what beliefs do I have that are causing this emotion that I'm not happy Correct. with? Correct. So, and, and usually when we feel a negative emotion, it's an indicator that our thoughts are pointed away from what we want. And what we want to do is we want to help people point towards what they want. Right. And then they so, feel peace and happiness. Well, they feel greater peace and happiness, right? right? So, so anytime you feel bad is because you're resisting, right? Like, so there's a resistance that exists. And so 
again, anytime you feel bad, understand it comes from the way you think, not because of what's happening. And usually when we feel bad, we say this shouldn't be happening. This is wrong. Right. Things should be different. And that word should is the cause of our pain. Right, right. So shift our thinking and we will shift our emotions. Yes. Sometimes it's not that easy because we don't know the traps we're falling into. That's that's, true. And that's where coaching (laughs) comes into play is we are able to show people the traps they keep falling into over and over and over again. We show them how their thinking leads to their pleasure and their pain. We show them how their thinking helps them reach their goals. And a lot of times how their thinking prevents them from reaching their goals. So their thinking is at the seed, is at the heart of all that we do. Your thinking is the creator of your experiences, both professionally and personally. If there are some experiences you keep having that you're not so happy with, let's look at how your thinking is creating those experiences. Mm. Awesome. Love that. Thanks so much, Kim. That was really interesting. So if any of you are listening to this podcast and you don't feel good, whatever it is, you're frustrated all the time. Maybe it's with your husband or your wife. Maybe it's with your employees. Maybe it's with your children. Maybe there's something going on, a circumstance that you seem to be stuck in. You can't get through it. Well, the first question you want to ask yourself is, how am I thinking about this problem that's causing me to be stuck? But if it's hard for you to do on your own, I encourage you to seek help come to frameofmycoaching.com and experience a complimentary coaching call. And actually, you'll get to talk to Hillary who will walk yeah. you through the experience and really explore and ask really deep questions to un- help you understand how your thinking is causing your frustration and your struggle. So come to frameofmycoaching.com and, and take some time with us and, and learn more about us. Excellent. Can't wait to speak to all of you. <laughs> Thanks so much, Kim. That was excellent today. Love that information. Have a good one, guys.